The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big. Win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We'll support you by Cause Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to causelight.com slash SGP. That's causelight.com slash SGP. We'll support you by PropTop, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use a promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropTop.com or download the PropTop app. But also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. Got a message for Dillian? Yeah, you get knocked out, bitch. The king is back. I'm You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. LockBetting.com is my website where I have delivered 106 months in a row of transparent track profit. And barring a major disaster, that'll be 107. And a month after that, will be 108, which means I haven't had a single losing month in sports betting for over nine years. That is a transparent track fact. If you go to the at LockBetting.com Twitter account, look at the pin tweet. You'll be able to see the PL from the month of March. If you look at that PL, go down to the bottom of it, you'll see little tags like boxing, football, tennis, NBA. One of the tags is PL. That'll give you access to all of the other previous PLs. All of my spreadsheets will be available to see that I actually have delivered 106 months in a row of transparent track profit over at lockbetting.com. A lot of that money has come via boxing, and a lot of that money has come via the help of my colleague who's joining us once. Once again, on the Sports Gambling Podcast, it's Mr. Jeff Cohen. Hello. How you doing? Not too bad, mate. I'm. Uh, we've had that little issue today. I'm going. I'm not going. I'm going. I'm not going. I'm going. I'm going with you tomorrow to the fight. We will be there to watch Dylan White and Tyson Fury. That's what we're here to cover. Um, I'm going to break down the, the prices first, and then we'll get your, your thoughts on it. 
Um, Tyson Fury, obviously the the strong favourite here to win the fight. He is the one to five favourite. Is what I'm seeing it at here. It's four to one on Dylan White. It's thirty three to one on the draw. Tyson Fury's four to six minus one fifty US odds to win this fight. KO TKO. Dylan White is five to one. It's plus five hundred US odds. Tyson Fury via a decision is five to two plus two fifty US odds, and Dylan White is at twenty five to one. Um, the over unders in the rounds, seventh round or over is one to three, under seven rounds is nine to four, eighth round or over is four to nine, under eight rounds is thirteen to eight, uh, under nine rounds eleven to ten, ninth round or over four to six, under ten rounds is four to five, tenth round or over is ten to eleven. So. The bookies have basically decided that the 50-50 marker in this fight of where it needs to get to is the 10th round. So they do expect 10 rounds to be boxed here in this fight. Um, Tyson Fury is emphatically predicting a knockout. What are you saying about this one, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, it's a strange one, really, because is Tyson Fury, um, you know, totally at the top, dominant in heavyweight division, and we always look at Tyson and we used to say, you know, he hasn't got the power, but he can box. And obviously since he's been with, with Sugar Hill and with the Quant Gym, he's now found that knockout power, as Deontay Wilder found out. But it's it's a tough one because this fight should be, we were talking about this earlier, this fight should be quite an easy one to call with regards to how you think it's going to go, in my opinion. But it's not, it's a strange one because if you look at it face value, Tyson Fury is a far, far better boxer than Dillian White. Tyson Fury has been up against bigger punches than Dillian White. So should Tyson Fury be able to just box White's head off? That's what you potentially would look at. But Dillian White uh, has got that that power and that left hook that if he lands, you know, anyone in the world is in trouble. So it's just that little bit of doubt that Fury, he's been caught a few times. Wilde has shown it, even going back to... Steve Cunningham all them years ago and whatnot. So for me, it, it's I've got my bets. I'm going to call them, but I just think you know I've, uh, when I do my bets, you'll see. Um, I've got kind of a a little work uh, caveat and what I think might happen. I mean, for me, Tyson Fury, this is it. This is his legacy. You know, he's talked about uh, retiring after this. I don't think he will because I think whatever happens, even if Anthony Joshua loses again to Usyk, then. The world and certainly the UK want to see Fury against Joshua, even if Joshua loses, because it's still probably the biggest fight in boxing. So I don't think Fury will retire. He might even say he's going to. But why would you want to see that if he loses? If he loses to Alexander Usyk again, why would you want to see that when it would seem like the the outcome is a foregone conclusion? I mean, the odds, the the future odds of that fight have widened so much. Bill, when you say that, but it's not me. You know them as I do. If there was a stadium that held 150,000 fans in the UK, Fury against Joshua, even if Joshua loses again for the fourth time or whatever in his career, it would sell out because they've got that that X factor. It, it won't happen, but the thing is, Fury, uh, sorry, Joshua against Usyk, you know, will be a, a better fight than the last one. I don't think Usyk will, will dominate in the way he did. I think he you know, win, but I don't, I think it'll be closer, but I, I just don't think Fury will retire. He's a money man and he loves the game. And I just think there's, there's fights out there. And I, don't want to too off sub- I don't want to go too off subject with that, but do, you, do does Usyk beat an Anthony Joshua that comes in heavy? 
does, does, does he beat an Anthony Joshua that, that isn't trying to be a, a pugilist like he was? I mean, it worked against Andy Ruiz. It went the, he went the other way with it and he was lighter. But does, does Usek automatically beat a Joshua that has full power behind his punches? Do you know what? I, I'm not 100... This is another tough one because we called the Usyk fight originally. He said he's going to outbox him and it'll be you know, an easy win. And it was. But when you looked at Usyk's face after the fight, it was kind of battered, even though he, he won. So I'm just thinking if Joshua went in there with the intentions to have seriously hurt him, who knows? I, it will be closer, is all I'm going to say, Bill. It will be closer, in my opinion. But back to this fight, you know, I think that... I think this could be a very, very good fight for Fury to show his boxing talents because White can't outbox him. So, in my opinion, Dillian White has to go to rough him up in the same way, you know, that, you know, Derek Chisel had tried and failed uh, with Fury and others have. But I think, I think White's probably looking at the best parts of what Wilder did and trying to implement them. So, when Deontay Wilder really went for it against Fury, he caught him and he put him down, you know, a number of times. Yes, Fury got up. So I, I think Dillian White, need, you know, he, he's not going to win on points, Dillian White. You know, he knows that. So the only way Dillian White's going to win, I would imagine, is, is by knockout, by finishing the fight. So Dillian White has to go in with the mindset that he's going to go to finish him and knock him out. He can't outbox him. Whereas Fury can go in there and dance for 12 rounds, turn, you know, orthodox, go southpaw. You know, he could win like that, Fury. I don't think Dillian White can. So it makes for an exciting fight because Dillian White has to go in with the mindset, I have to stop this man. You know, his brother already said at the, at the way in, you know, we're not going to get anything from the judges. We won't win by points. So we know we have to stop him. So that makes for an exciting fight because White's going to be going to be looking for those shots, which in turn, you know, makes him more vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a different sort of take on it in terms of when it was announced, I was surprised it was going to be at Wembley Stadium, but it sold out. I, I feel that... At the moment, there is a, a thirst for events because we were we were we were locked up for so many months, and now you're seeing that you know any 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 and every event does have a better possibility of of selling out. People want to be back out there with their mates. They want to be out there. They want to be going to things again. They they we I mean, there's still a fear for some people that we may get shut down again at some point. Like that, it's not that it's not over. So people are now, you know living life shall we say but for for, for me I, I thought it was strange that it was in a stadium just because I looked at it and thought well this is this is easy like Dylan White yeah he's been he's been up there as a number one contender for a while but there's a reason why he, he didn't get the fight because everybody beats him Anthony Joshua beats him again Dante Wilder lands on him he beats him again and Tyson Fury is possibly the easiest of them all because he just keeps him at range and and that doesn't allow Dylan White to get on the inside eventually White takes too much too much punishment and in the second half of the fight he stops him that was clear cut now obviously looking into this week I see Fury distracted he's being questioned about his affiliations with a gangster um he's He's now, you know, being very friendly at the weigh-in, dance, uh, dancing, all this kind of stuff. I, I know some of it can be Fury antics, but it's almost like I, I'm Tyson Fury and I know that Dylan, uh, that, um, that Dante Wilder can take my head off. I know if I switch off for, for 10 seconds that Dante Wilder will, will, will end me. And it's the same thing with Anthony Joshua. As much as he's talked down the possibility of Anthony Joshua, um, you, 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 that's a, that's a huge, huge money fight. And I don't think that he would switch off for that. 
coming up here against against um, Dylan White, is this the category of opponents where previously Tyson Fury has looked past them or not trained properly or... or do you get what I mean? Like in terms of yeah, where, I mean, in terms of where he he believes a hundred percent that he can beat Dylan White no matter what, and almost looks past him. And then you've got the other side of it where historically, not only has he been complacent and looked past people. I mean, Otto Wallen is one is a big example that I, that I wanted to give out there. And Dylan White was supposed to fight Otto Wallen, and it got cancelled. And somehow White still ended up with a title shot anyway. Um, but. That Otto Wallen's a good example of a fight where we Tyson Fury could easily be coming into this with a with a one in his record. Some referees would have stopped that, uh, but but they didn't. So is it is it a case of um, Tyson Fury can only lose if he beats himself, or does he genuinely struggle with, with, with smaller men when he when he's punching down? Like what's what's this conundrum where he looks amazing against Dylan uh, against Dante Wilder? He looks like the best heavyweight in the world in fact he looks like one of the best heavyweights ever and then uh, we've seen him look very very ordinary at times and you can go back to the to the, to the records I mean Dury's been put on his ass plenty of times in his first 20 fights I mean listen I get what you're saying but I think with Fury people always go back you know when they want to justify why he won't win a fight or why he will lose to Joshua, if in their opinion. They also say, oh, a cruiserweight, Steve Cunningham putting down. I was going to say, you know, that, that was a long time ago. And, and that Tyson Fury, none of us knew, was then going to become the, the depressed Tyson Fury that ballooned to 26 stone. For me, uh, I wouldn't say he, sh- I wouldn't say he struggles against smaller men because of the Cunningham fight or, or the Otto Wallen fight. It's like saying Joshua struggles against fat men because he lost to, to, to Ruiz. But then he came back and sorted it. For me, I think it's all about a fury and how he wants to sort of, how he chooses to fight. Dillian White is a danger. Dillian White is a very good fighter. Dillian White has, as I said, the best left hook for me in in heavyweight boxing. And as John Fury said, um, and, Fu- and Tyson Fury himself in the, in the way, and you know, if he's not on his A game and he gets caught, it could be game over. But for me... Fury is mentally strong, and I don't look into any of the antics. Any when you watch it and you say, "Well, Fury didn't look like he was uh, serious, or Fury was tickling him," that's all bravado. And we said, like when Derek Chisora, we said earlier, Chisora come out and said, "Fury's my mate," but I'm telling you now, Dillian White knocks him out. It wouldn't surprise me if Tyson Fury said to Derek, "Do us a favour, Del, say this." So are you at a point where you ignore the bravado with Fury? You ignore 100%. the jokes, you ignore. I look but purely you, at you, boxing ability. Do you also ignore the the, phys, the physique? Do you also are you also because he he's, he's carrying a lot of flesh? But he's come in. Okay, so go onto that onto that one. Tyson Fury's coming at two hundred sixty four pounds, and Dylan White's coming at two fifty three. So it's only actually eleven pounds lighter. Uh, than Fury, which is about but this five is the kilos. thing. This is the thing we know because we train. Muscle weighs more than fat. So Tyson Fury, being that flabby as he is now, he should weigh more. But it doesn't well, seem like there's much. He's lost weight since his last fight. He, he, exactly, but, but he hasn't lost fat fight. though. He's, he's clearly looks like he's lost muscle because it's the fat still there. I mean, he's this is this is as chubby. He's always had the fat though, isn't he? But he's, this, know, is, this is fleshier. This is fleshier than Wilder. The hundred percent fleshier. He looked. He didn't look too bad for Wilder. He was. He, he he looks very very like fleshy for this one. It, it doesn't look yeah, like the same uh, level of training. And I know you're I, I, you're talking I would, about. I wouldn't look at that deal and say you know look at his body. 
because we've already proven that. that yeah, that's that, that was my point. Do you, do you, do you, we, we, with other fighters, we do look at weigh-ins. We look at we. Sometimes we look at things when we in, in other weights and we say. Um, especially in UFC, we say, "Oh, this guy's gaunt. He's killed himself to make the weight." Um, oh, yeah, and, I agree on that. And, 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 we have to cut weight. Yeah, and we, and we look at we look at weight cutting, but at the same time, if we looked at somebody coming in, anybody else but Fury, we'd we'd look at the body of this and we'd say, "Oh, hold on, his body don't look right." If we saw someone pissing around during fight week, we'd say, um, "What? Well, look, he's, he doesn't seem focused." So, is he the absolute exception in terms of mind games, bod- body? We that. just disregard I mean, look, everything. The, the, the guy, the guy turned up in a Batman outfit, you know, once. And, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, and this is the thing. He is the absolute exception because his body doesn't look like a, you know, like a like a boxer's body. But he is so talented and so good that we, you know, the proof's in the pudding that that we can we can put all of these points and say, you know, he's messing around. He doesn't look serious. But that is fury, and he's, you know, he, he's he, he's the master of mind games. And, and on that, Dillian White's brother made a good point and Dillian White by not turning up to the press conferences earlier it meant that Fury had no opportunity to get in his head like he did with with Wilder and whatnot and and even um, uh, Dillian White's brother made a good point when he said Wilder for the third fight came in with headphones on because Fury had got in his head so many times in the previous two fights so I think you know that is a good move by White because he's kind of killed it all by not going to the press conferences and uh, not doing what they want you know, it kind of gives him that, the, you know, he's in charge as such. But for me, I think you can't look in, in, into too much into Fury's antics because we know when they get in the ring and they put them gloves on, you know, Fury it, it has got the lot, regardless of, of, of pre-fight antics and what we think. Because you never know with Tyson Fury. You just never know. Um, nobody knew when he won the, you know, went to Klitschko's backyard uh, and outboxed him. Nobody knew that he was mega depressed. He would never have known. But then what happened, happened. So I don't think you can look too far into that um, in any shape or, or form as such. So with my initial prediction, as as I said, where I thought it would be a case of Dylan White struggling to getting to where the area is where he needs to be, which is inside being able to to box up close. He obviously can't win this fight at range. And I felt like Fury would be able to keep him away and eventually do too much damage and, and secure a, a late stoppage. But, you know, for that to happen, um, I, I, for, for that to happen, I picked out a very specific bet, which was Fury to win this between round seven to 12, which is the second half of the fight. What are the dangers here for, for my selection in terms of, the, I mean, if we both say that Dylan White cannot win this fight, because obviously the obvious danger is, oh, you're wrong because your guy loses, right? That's an obvious danger um, but for any fight. But in terms of Fury winning and not winning inside rounds seven to 12, why does this one go to the scorecards? Or alternatively, is there a reason why this finishes in rounds one to six? Because there is a statistic here, um, that Tyson Fury has 31 wins, 22 by KO and one draw. And he has won 16 of those 22 stoppages in the first six rounds. So what's the reason you think why let's, let's go the other way. Let's why is, why do you think it doesn't finish in the first six rounds? I mean, I, I don't think it, because they're going to, any of these, these, these fights at this level, all, when you've got two people, two operators as good as these two, the first couple of rounds are always cautious. They're feeling each other out. You know, Fury will work for a jab the first couple of rounds. He might even go southpaw just to confuse him. So I don't think Dillian White's going to go in 
Because as I said earlier, in my opinion, the only way White wins this is to is to, is to, to, to put it on him, whereas Fury can win it, you know, boxing. So for me, I think the first few rounds is going to be quite cautious. You know, Dylan White's not going to throw Wildy because he knows he'll get caught like Povetkin caught him. And I think Fury's happy. For Fury, the longer the fight goes on, the more confident he gets because without a doubt, Fury's the the... the uh, not to say the fitter guy, but as the fight goes on, Fury becomes stronger. And uh, Dillian White has in the past, you know, at the latter rounds, I wouldn't say gassed, but you look at what happened in the last round against uh, Joseph Parker. He got caught, and if that fight went on another 20 seconds, potentially he would have stopped it. So for me, I think the, the first half of it is just going to be about Fury trying to assert himself and, and dominate and, and set the tone of the fight. Whereas White's going to have to wait till the right opportunity comes up to land his big shot, that big haymaker. If he goes looking for that early, round one and two, you know, Fury, who can punch, will we'll make him pay. So I think White is going to be cautious and Fury will like that because in Fury's mind, the longer the fight goes on, the better chance he has of winning. So it leads me to say, you know, I think this goes, you know, to the, to, to the, to the latter rounds. My bet um, is kind of two, two or three main bets with a, a nice, uh, you know, kind of a small one that I've got. I think Fury points is five to two. Fury to win on points is five to two, mm. which is potential. I don't think Dillian White's very durable, um, and I think you know when Joshua beat him, you know, it was kind of early in the career and he had a bad shoulder in that fight, so there was kind of reasons. When Pavet can beat him, it was a, a punch from the heavens that uppercut. You know, and the second fight, he obviously uh, made amends for it. So for me, points is not a bad bet for Fury, 5-2. to two. But I did see while I was looking, the latter rounds, Fury rounds 9-12, to 4-1. to one. And I think that's a very good cover book. Because for me, Fury wins the fight. Let's, let's make it straight. I think Fury wins this fight. But if he wins it, I believe it's going to be late on all points. So 4-1 to one in rounds 9-12, to 12, when Dillian White will be tiring... Um, Fury kind of he, he just goes on or the points is five to two so they're my two main bets to be honest on, on who I think wins the fight and how I think they win it um, and, and you know you you can you can back both and uh, and, and still be up as such so um, five to two Fury points Fury rounds nine to twelve four to one um, and I've got a couple of other little bets which uh, I think uh, could happen, um, and I can uh, go through them after with that. Jules, what do you think, Bill? Um, I'm interested why you why you think you're very convinced that obviously that Fury wins as as am I, uh, other than Fury beating himself, which is my only worry. But what what's the what's the reason why? How does how does White survive points if he's just being so outboxed? How does he get? How does he get through? How does he get through thirty six minutes of that? When when Fury's able to stop Dante Wilder, who I think has a stronger chin uh, than, than than Dylan White, how does he? Um, how does he make it? Good question. Um, in my opinion, you know, White White is durable. You know, we've seen that in his fights, and he's fought some good good fights. Joseph Park was a very good fight, and for me, I think because of the the occasion and whatnot, White is going to be ready and prepared for it and, and, and he's ready for 12 rounds. I don't think Tyson Fury goes in there and wipes him out in the same way as he did, you know, Wilder, you know, when he went in and, and put it on him. I think Fury is going to be more aware now. Even though Wilder's a bigger hitter, it's in England, you know, Dillian White is, is here and he's got to have a lot of fans. And I think Fury potentially, 
is going to be more worried about Dillian White than he was Wilder. And the reason I say that is that everybody knows Wilder has got freak power, but he can't box, you know, and, and White, you know, can box better than Wilder. So I think he's going to take Dillian White's boxing ability a little bit more seriously. And if he lands that left hook, you know, it's very, very dangerous. So for me, I think it goes the distance or, or late on because Fury is always going to have that, you know, in his mind that White could land. And same as Wilder, but I think White's a better fighter than Wilder, better, a better boxer than Wilder. So I just think it goes on the occasion. You know, White's well up for it. He's going to be right up for it. I don't think he's going to go in flying in. I just think it, it, it will go back into the fight, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm for my bet. I'm just going to go from what I initially thought. Um, my concern was just, just obviously, you, you you see the antics, you see them with Fury, you've seen them a hundred times, but still, every time you see them, it's it's always difficult then to commit your your money to it because you're concerned maybe that 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 your brain will then tell you. Well, why did you bet on that guy? You saw that he was fat. You saw that he was messing around. Even though time and time and time and time again, he does, he does come through. So I'm going to ignore a lot of that. What you know, a lot of those triggers, and just and just go with how I saw it going when it was announced, which was simply the case of Dylan White straight struggling to get in the inside, having some success, but Fury doing what he does, which is taking a couple of rounds to solve the puzzle. And then just dominating the fight. I mean, Fury does do that. He takes a couple of rounds to to have a look at. You. If you present him with a problem that he wasn't expecting, Fury works it out. Like Fury, Fury, Fury by four or five rounds into this fight would have worked out everything that Dylan White has. And then it will just be a case of how long can can Dylan White last? And I'm hoping that it isn't the full thirty six minutes for 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 my play. Um, I don't think five to two. Uh, the five to two odds are big enough are big enough for me to take a sufficient hedge on me taking the round seven to twelve. My round seven to twelve is available here at seven to four. Tyson Fury in round seven to twelve is available at seven to four. He's actually um, five to two to finish it in rounds one to six. So there really isn't that much difference. The bookies, you know, don't really see much difference in Fury winning it in rounds one to six or seven to two or seven to twelve. Um, but I think there's more value in seven to twelve because than the knockout. The knockout's there at four to six. I was surprised that that was four to six. I thought it would be closer to one to two minus two hundred. I thought the bookies would be more certain that he would knock him out. But even even with that, I can't make a case where 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 White gets knocked out in the first six. I think if if I put my hedge anywhere. It would be a tiny little bit of money on rounds five and a tiny little bit of money on round six just to make sure that we get out of those rounds. But I don't think anything is going to be in any danger in the first four rounds. That's how I see it. So I, I think seven I think seven to 12 is, is the right marker for me. I would be very surprised if Dylan White does get to the cards. But if he does and, and Tyson Fury wins it on points, then obviously that means that Dylan White comes out of this with a lot of respect and therefore there are like loads and loads of future fights for him. He can go and have the Wilder fight. He can have the rematch with Joshua. He loses nothing by going to points. He actually gains from from going on points. He, he gains he gains credibility from the loss. I mean, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. As I, say, I, I did rounds 9 to 12, 4 to 1, um, because obviously you get that little bit more value. But 7 to 12, I, I actually wrote that down as well at seven to four. Um, but, but going on my other two little bets, I'm thinking, I, I truly believe 
Tyson Fury, you know, he, he concentrates well, but he does have lapses, which Gunter Wilder, you know, found. So I think I've seen a, a single bet uh, or two more bets. I think nine to four you can get on Dillian White to score a knockdown in the fight. Mm-hmm. So I just think that, that Wilder at, at some point, even though if it's sort of four or five rounds and, and, and Fury's jabbing his head off, White has to take a chance and he has to go for, you know, to put it on him. So there's every chance that, that he could land because Fury has shown he's vulnerable. You know, whilst he's, he's very, a very good fighter and, you know, he moves well, he, people can land on him. So I think Dillian White at some point in that fight, He's going to have to, whether it be at the start, which I don't think he will, or, or mid-rounds when he's getting out boxed and he thinks I've got to win this, or latter. So I actually think Dillian White potentially will put him down. But I think Fury will either have enough points in the bag to not affect it or, or, or finish it late. So 9-4 to four for Dillian White to score a knockdown in the fight at any point is not a bad cover. And the, the last bit I looked at is both fighters to be knocked down so, so, and Fury to win, which is five to one. So you might get Fury putting him down, I don't know, twice in the first half of the fight. And then you might have White putting him down, you know, around seven or eight, and then Fury wins. So it's five to one. But I think there's every chance Dillian White could land. And Dillian White hits hard. He's got very long arms and it's difficult. You look at Dillian White, he's got a really sort of weird body shape. He, he, he can land from weird angles and... I just think that Fury is hittable, and Wilder showed that, and Wallin showed that, um, you know, back in the past, as I say, Cunningham showed that a long time ago, but I think that Dillian White will go looking, and he will land at one point in this fight, but I think overall, you know, Fury has shown he can take the shots and, and get back up, but I just think that, that he, he will get put down Fury, but he'll win the fight, um, and as I say, whether that's late rounds or, or points, you know, it's a good point you made about points. Um, I just looked at that and I thought, you know, Fury's going to look at his boxing ability at any point in that fight and believe, and believe in himself that he can start box the guy. And if White's putting it on him, he'll just go off his jab, you know, for the, for the rest of the round and kill the round because he can do that, whereas White can't do that. So it's um, it's just such a hard... I found it such a difficult one to... To, to to really nail your colours to and um, well, what's what's crazy is is that the the fight to go to distance is the same price as Fury to win on points. I just saw that the the fight to go to distance is five to two, and Fury to win on points is five to two, meaning that there's absolutely no chance of White winning on points. So therefore, instead of taking like that, why would you not take the the UD at seven to two instead? Well, like well, the do I looked at that. I, I looked at the unanimous decision, right? Um, and you had unanimous decision. Um, look, I wrote it down. Eleven to four is Fury by unanimous decision, which is which is just under three to one. Yeah. So I thought to myself, you've got eleven to four, but you have to then get Fury to get all three judges, which isn't you know uh, that far fetched. Or you could just do Fury on points because it might be that you're one of them ones where it's a, a close fight and, and White puts him down and one judge as some of the idiot judges in boxing now see it a completely different way. So rather than risk it and go UD, you can just take Fury on points and that wipes out any, you know, potential freak judges' decisions that we've seen recently. Um, but 11 to 4 was Fury unanimous, unanimous decision or Fury points was, was 5 to 2. There's, um, so, um, there's Fury to win and both fighters to be knocked down at 5 to 1. Yeah, that's what I said earlier, yeah. Oh, both sorry, I didn't. I thought, I, thought you, I thought you just talked about Fury to be knocked down at 9-4. No, no, that both fights to go down at Fury to win because I think that's a very good bet because, I just as I say, White possesses 
a good arsenal of shots. And I think Fury is catchable. So Dillian White has every chance of putting him down. But I think at whatever point, whether it be at the end of the fight, I think Fury would have built up enough points to win it. Or if it's at the beginning of the fight, I think Fury has enough time to kind of put him down and, and rebuild his points. So it's a good bet for me. Um, again, you'd have to go mad on it. I think if you pushed me for my absolute, well, I would probably say Fury rounds 9 to 12, 4 to 1 would be my absolute you know, lock bet as such. But um, it's, uh, it's going to be a brilliant fight and I can't wait. Yeah, so I mean... You've got nine to twelve. We can spread that for a little bit more safety to seven to twelve as the as the as the as the, as the main bet here. Um, I, I think I think that would be that. That was my initial reaction, and I think that's that's what where where we would go. It's hard to it's hard to land on a on an actual pick here for this one because there's no there's no value on on one fighter. So, I mean, you could if you wanted like super safety, you would go. Obviously, Fury TKO KO at four to six, but at the same time, I don't think there's any point. I, I think I'd rather I'd bring I'd rather not go with the safety. I'd rather the fight go, do go, does reach round seven to twelve. Uh, I, I see it differently to people. You've got the, the the casual fans will sway this line where they'll tell you that Fury's going to do this and Fury's going to do that, and there isn't too much respect out there for Dylan. What a lot of people are coming to this as some sort of like homecoming where. This is a this is a fury. This is an easy fury fight where he's going to get where he's going to come home and get a knockout, and everybody gets to to celebrate and, and see Tyson Fury coming home. I, I, I just don't see it like that. I just think it would be a lot more difficult. I do think it's a, a live opponent. This is an opponent has been number one contender for a while. Um, that's going to be fucking really frustrating for Fury. It's another fight. Uh, yeah, albeit it's at Wembley Stadium, so it is bigger. He's called it his biggest fight ever. I'm not sure about that. Um, but for, for for Dante Wilder, this is years and years and years of no, we don't want to fight you. You're not gonna, you're not box office. We're not gonna, nobody wants to fight you. You're not box office. Nobody wants to fight you. No, it's not about your boxing ability. It's because you're not box office. That has to piss. That will piss anybody off. It's literally just being told it doesn't matter how many fights you win, but you're you're not you're not a draw. I, I know there is a side of it. I know there's two sides to the story. I know that there were cash offers that he didn't take, and there has been some criticism about it. There's been criticism from you. Yes, Jeff, about that where you, yeah, yeah, where, where you said, you know, if you want to, if you think you're the best, just take the two million or whatever it was on the table or four million. I think go with the belts. Yeah, just just and then you'll be, and then you'll be worth more money. I get, I get that, but I think that this is going to be a lot more, a lot more difficult than than casual boxing fans are, are saying it. But casual boxing fans is how bookies make their money. They make their money off them. The book, the, the bookies will make their money. Anyway, the bookies don't make money from, um, from mine and Jeff's boxing bets. They, they lose money. Guaranteed. They've lost loads of money over the last four or five years, but they don't make money off us. They make money off people who built, who buy into the casual narrative, who, when 90% of the bets were on Anthony Joshua to knock out Alexander Usyk, that, that's where the bookies make their money. So, the bookies will make money tomorrow anyway, hopefully just not off the back of... Uh, well, maybe they won't. If Tyson Fury does go out there and emphatically knock him out, they're not going to be making money, are they? No, I mean, as I say, it's, um, we've, um, the other thing about what you made a good point on that, and, uh, and you were very, very quick to, to not pull me up, but, but, but note that I have uh, criticised White in the past because he's had two or three opportunities to fight for world title and turn them down. You know, he had, he had the Joshua fight the second time and he said, Six weeks, not in long, which I understand. I think he had, um, uh, 
he had the chance to fight um what's his name the uh the Russian guy, I can't remember his name, not the Russian. Uh, anyway, two or three fights, opportunities have not taken him. But that's the other thing I was going to say. Even though he's uh, done that, he has been number one contender for such a long time. And this is finally, and he said himself, he spent millions in, in, in legal costs. It's such a big, he's waited so long for this. I just think you'll probably see a, a more focused, a better Dillian White than we've ever seen before. Because this is the chance. This is the what he has been, been aiming for. And all these fights and tough fights he's taken... You know, Joseph Parker's of the world and, and, uh, Derek Chisora's some real tough fight and Bavetkins. Um, and, and he's finally here. So this is the pinnacle. This is, the, this is the moment that, that he's waiting for, Dillian White. So I just think that he's going to be, he's going to be so ready for this and so up for it that you'll see a different sort of Dillian, a more focused Dillian White. Um, but I don't think he's got enough to beat Fury. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of what I, what I see, but it's, um, touching on the point with regards to the, the ticket sales. And, and you said before, Bill, that you wasn't sure, you know, why I was at Wembley, but I think Tyson Fury is very clever. He's a very clever marketing man. He's got a very clever marketing team. He's been over in the States for his last, whatever, five fights. And he's come back here and he sold out Wembley Stadium 94,000. And Dillian White said, you wouldn't have done it if it wasn't me. I just think Tyson Fury now, is that box office draw because of not just the boxer Tyson Fury, but the man Tyson Fury, you know, what he does and uh, what he stands for and whatnot. So I think that he is here. He, he, he is box office now. And this fight went to Wembley Stadium and they sold it out. So they were proved right. Um, and would, would it have sold out if he was fighting, I don't know, any other fight other than Joshua? Would Usyk and Fury sell at 94,000? I don't know. I think Dillian White, because he's a live opponent, he's got, an opportunity to, you know, to, to win this. I think that's why it sold out. A lot of people were probably fancying White. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if White's price comes in tomorrow because a lot of people will be fancying him. I don't, but I know a lot of people will. Yeah, that was my initial reaction. But I mean, as as time's gone on, like the hype for the fight has built up. Like I got a phone call from my mate this morning saying, do you fancy going? Like oh, I, I'll i go to anything. I, I, don't, I don't sit here and talk about boxing on a podcast and then don't take the opportunity to go to boxing it's the same way like I do a football podcast and there's a, there's an integrity behind it because I bet and attend football every week I'm not one of these people that are um are recycling other people's statistics off of YouTube and 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 um, I see a lot of this now like lifting people's opinions I, I see people t- taking my opinions and um and put picks off my off my football podcast and literally there, there's a new podcast on youtube that basically is just my podcast but a youtube show so they wait for mine to come out and then they do theirs. so i've deliberately started to bring my show out later so that there's there's integrity behind everything that we do so when when the chance comes to go to the boxing i i, I would go to it but i um, the fact that my i even received that phone call this morning means that the hype has worked the buzz the buzz is there for this fight it has it has worked and it is it is bigger than I, I thought it would be. Um, I think initially it wasn't a case of why is this fight in Wembley? Uh, why is this fight at Wembley Stadium? Um, as Because it couldn't sell out. But it was a case of not only is it a Wembley Stadium, but it's the usual like ringside is ringside's 2000, um, you know, seats in the seats in the middle of 500. It was priced at like a big Wembley Stadium fight and, and fair play to them. They've sold it all out. And I think that, after Fury wins this fight, I think he can do it again. I think he'd set out with Usyk. I think he'd set out with Joshua. I, I don't think that. I think the question has been answered now. All he needs to do tomorrow is win. Um, Jeff, where can we find you on Twitter? 
I'm at, uh, at Left Hook QPR. So that's Left Hook QPR on Twitter. Um, and or you can find me on uh, on Lockbetting because we're always on that doing the uh, doing the, the boxing. And uh, we need to to get back to winning ways. Even though we've we've won about four out of the last five, we called the Khan fight incorrect. So we're going to get back to winning ways. Um, but we've won plenty of money before on this, and hopefully we do again tomorrow. Do you have any? Um... If there's anyone from the UK listening, do you have tickets left that you want to that you want to sell or do you? Yeah, you I do have that? them. I mean, I've only got either ringside or like just outer ringside now left. Those um, hospitalities have gone, have they? Yeah, everything's gone now, so um, they're they're, they're going to be more expensive. But um, you know, you've got the opportunity to sit ringside. Um, so it's at Left Hook QPR if anyone's interested. Um, and it'll probably be up to about sort of one two o'clock tomorrow, and then uh, we're going to make our way up there. And uh, watch it, and um, fingers crossed, we all make a, make a few quid as well. Yeah, need a bounce back from the Errol Spence thing last week. Um, it's, it's horrible when you, you're on the right side, everything's going to plan, and then and then it just just gets stopped out of the blue. I mean, uh, I just thought it was a routine check from the doctor and, and figured that it would just carry on going on. It's a world title fight, and that wasn't the case. Uh, Errol Spence ended up winning it via TKO in, in round 10. So we had the decision last weekend. So looking for a, a bounce back here and um, hopefully Fury does get it done in the latter half of the fight. That's it for me. That's it for Jeff for this edition of the fight show. We'll be back for the the next huge fight that there that there is. I don't know. What is it? What's the next one? I can't. Uh, we've got Canelo Bivol, haven't we? In um, oh, a week yeah. or two, which would be a good one to look at. Um uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's obviously Joshua against um, Usyk, which I think is going to be July now, um, from from what we what we understand. But um, yeah, there's some there's some good little fights in 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 the making as well. But the the huge ones, yeah, I think Canelo will be the next one. Yeah, so just looking ahead of uh, ahead of time, Canelo versus Bivol on May the eighth. So yeah, we'll be back actually a lot sooner than than I thought. We'll be back for the before the weekend of May the 8th to talk about that Canelo fight. And within the confines of that Canelo fight, we can talk about on that show, uh, give it a bit more time, um, is can is Canelo automatically overtaken as the pound-for-pound number one, even though he's clearly the pound-for-pound number one now, is he overtaken by the winner of Crawford Spence? Don't answer it now. Uh, we'll debate it and talk about it on the next show because that's, that's fascinating for... for to, to discuss because for, for me and for a lot of people despite the fact Canelo's number one at the moment the winner of that fight all, all of a sudden leapfrogs himself to number one if if it happens if the money's actually there to make it happen we'll see as I said that's it for me good luck with all your bets as always and thanks for listening